Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Mid American Bandwagon Podcast. It is officially in the, I mean, we're in the middle of hoop season here. Excited to break it all down for you. The weekend Mac basketball this week, episode 79, coming to you live. As always, Zach Folidor here, steering the ship with my partner in crime, Zach Vanuenzi. Vanzi, how you doing, man? Oh, pretty good. You know, uh, having a good week so far. Uh, we're starting to get a little bit into the meat and potatoes of uh, the Maxketball uh, action. And, uh, Starting to kind of maybe get get a clearer picture of things. Yeah, absolutely, and it's uh, you're you're right about that. I mean, it's it seems like uh, there. I mean, there's still a lot of there. The, the standings are still muddled to an extent, but it does seem as if some some tiers are starting to emerge within the conference, and obviously that's going to continue here over the next couple of weeks. But we had some really interesting results, some really good games on both sides of the fence, both in men's and women's this week. Uh, on the hoops, uh, on, on the basketball court in the hardwood. So let's get right into it here, Vansy. A, a couple of really interesting uh, games. Let's start on the men's side. We take a look at the standings here. We talked about it last week, and, and not to sound like a broken record here, Vansy, but man, Ohio just continues to win. Now the Bobcats on an eight-game win streak, sitting at 4-0 and in the conference. And uh, you look at what the, you know, some of the results they gave us this week, obviously uh, knocking off Kent State and Bowling Green, both home games, but, you know, winning them both rather convincingly got them at uh, sitting at top of the conference 4-0. Toledo not far behind them sitting at 4-1. and And then you got Akron. And how about your Eastern Michigan Eagles, Vansy, sitting there at 2-1. and uh, Now, Akron and Eastern Michigan both tied for third place currently at 2-1. and Both had a couple games postponed due to COVID pauses. But uh, there, there's been some interesting uh, there's I, I don't know, I guess some interesting uh, you look at the line or the standings right now and it's, it's a bit interesting. There's some teams up there near the top of the conference, including Eastern Michigan. I don't think anybody would have expected them here, even only through three conference games. I think the Eagles have acquitted themselves well, but it seems like uh, like I said, Vanzi, teams like Eastern Michigan, teams like, uh, you know, you look at you know, Ball State sitting at two and two. Will they be able to sustain that? You look at Ohio, Toledo, even, you know, Akron sitting at just not two and one. It does feel like those three teams uh, are, are, are a kind of a cut above the rest of the conference right now. I don't know. What do you think? What was your impressions from the week in, uh, in, in, uh, in men's basketball? Yeah, I, I do think you're starting to see kind of a, a separation a little bit. Uh, I'd say Ohio and Toledo starting to kind of pull away from the pack there. Um, Akron, I, I don't have as clear of a picture of because of their COVID pause yeah they could probably put them right there in that mix and then i think i'd still have buffalo i think buffalo is a team that i still i'm bullish on i'm still kind of buying into them uh in eastern right now you know yeah they they you know i mean it's it's nice that they blew out central michigan but that was a little bit of a misnomer because central michigan was so short-handed players because of covid and it's a very bad chippewa team 
uh, even when it is healthy. But I think you're looking at EMU, and I, we've talked on this podcast, and I'm an EMU guy. Everybody knows that. I think they really have the potential. They got the scoring, Monty Scott. They got, uh, you know, Farrakhan. They got those guys, and the bigs are starting to come along. Where I think that could be a team where we look in March, you know, maybe not an NCAA tournament team, but get COVID out of the way and get some games and get playing together. And that could be a team. I mean, you know, the, the recent loss stings, but could be a team that surprises. Yeah, that's it's a great point. And, and you mentioned, you know, offensively, especially, I think I, I've been really impressed with what I've seen from, from Eastern Michigan here, at least through, in, you know, in Mac play. You mentioned that Central Michigan game the other night. Now, uh, you know, we were talking about before we started recording uh, Central Michigan with only seven scholarship players for that game. But Eastern Michigan, nonetheless, Vansy, 59.7% from the field, 99 points in that game, 99 to 68, uh, the Eagles Ended up beating the Chippewas. You know, you mentioned Monty Scott and the Farrakhan. Um, you know, it's it's been good. You know, you've seen uh, Benelli come back a little bit. I know he didn't play against Central Michigan, but you see him get back into the uh, into the lineup a little bit. And you see, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Darian Spotsville and uh, some of these other guys offensively. I really like what I see offensively, at least, from Eastern Michigan. You look at, you know, their upcoming schedule. There are some winnable games there. I mean, you go to Eastern, or I'm sorry, you go to Northern Illinois uh, coming up here on Saturday this week, and you got Kent State at home next week, which is we'll talk a little bit more about Kent State in a couple minutes. That's a team that uh, seems to be struggling a little bit right now. I like what I see from Eastern Michigan, and I'm also I'm glad you mentioned Buffalo too because Buffalo is a team. You know, we talked a little bit about them last week when uh, you know their their uh, their victory over Bowling Green, where, where you know they scored 99 points on the Falcons without Josh Mbala, and, and you know Josh Mbala comes back. They go on the road to Western Michigan uh, on Tuesday night of this week. Didn't have a good start. You know, they're down by one at halftime against the Broncos. Really turned it on there in the second half. Outscored the Broncos uh, 45-30 in the second half there for a 78-64 victory. But in that game there, you know, you get Josh Mbala back. You have, obviously, Jonathan Williams is going to continue to be Jonathan Williams, one of the best players in the conference. He has been for a few years now. But, I mean, Renato Segu, Maceo Jack, some of these other guys, uh, you know, they really seem to be stepping up. And I, the thing I like about Buffalo is that they I, I put them in that same conversation with Ohio in terms of just their balance, right, where, you know, with with Ohio, you've got guys that can score underneath and Jason Carter and uh, – and, um, here with Buffalo, you got you know you got Jonathan Williams and uh, and uh, and Imbala underneath. Jonathan Williams can kind of do a little bit of everything, and then you got guys like Ronaldo Segu, uh, Maceo Jack, kind of running you know at the guard spot in the front court. There, I really like what I see from the Bulls. Now, obviously, they've been a little bit up and down thus far this season. We talked about that last week, but I, I really you know I, I they they feel to me like a team that is still going to be able if they can get everything together here over the next couple of weeks. They're they're still going to be right there and you know i look at some of the let's let's take a look at some of the uh the the results we got this weekend vansy and uh you know i wanted to touch quickly on uh on kent state because their team we talked about last week they've been a little bit up and down you know they they and this week uh they've you know they've kind of disappointed me once again i don't know I'd, i'd like to get your thoughts i mean they go down to ohio on on uh friday night they lose to the Bobcats 80 to 72. No shame in losing at Athens or, you know, down in Athens. As we mentioned, Ohio's now won eight games in a row. You get on there, Mark Sears gives you 28 points, and uh, that kind of proved to be a little bit of the difference. Kent State dug themselves a hole in the first half there, uh, down by 15 at halftime. But, you know, you got, you know, it's, it seems almost like a kind of a one man show for Kent State right now where they're asking Sincere Carey, the Duquesne transfer, to really do a lot. He's leading them. 
in uh, in points per game, and it's really not close. You know, seventeen point three points per game. Malik Jacobs is second on the team at twelve point four. Only you know he's also giving you five assists a game, shooting about forty percent from the field. And and Vanzi, you know, Kent State, and I'd also throw Bowling Green into this category where two teams that have some veteran players, some some you know some established MAC players on their roster. Both teams very underwhelming right now. You know, Kent State, as I mentioned, not only losing to Ohio on uh, Friday night, but also losing a home game to Northern Illinois coming off a, a two-week COVID pause. Uh, you know, they uh, Northern Illinois, this is only their second game back after you know, the last weekend losing by 30 at Toledo. Kent State, Bowling Green, both seem to be struggling to me right now, especially if I'm Kent State, you know, sitting at two and three in the conference, seven and eight overall, already with two losses to two, arguably the worst teams in the conference. I think if I'm a Kent State fan, I'm starting to hit the panic button here. Yeah, I think, I think definitely for Kent State, there's definitely a cause for concern. You know, you kind of saw the early signs this season. I think we kind of thought, well, they got some new pieces. They'll kind of figure it out. Sincere carry is too good to have, uh, you know, for that for them not to – have it figured out with him and be able to kind of ride him uh, to some victories, but it's just the sum of the parts just isn't working right now for that team. Um, definitely, you know, and, and I like Miami. I'm high on the Red Hawks. Um, typically this season, I see some things there, but yeah, the, you know, it's getting late early for Kent state as far as Mac plays considered Bowling Green. I, I think, you know, uh, they're still kind of a team that could surprise. I'm not ready to write them off. I think they got some guys, you know, they've had some starts and stops with COVID, um, you know, and maybe not write them off just yet. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's weird. It's a weird year where we have a clearer picture at the top of the Mac basketball standings as who the best teams are. But then at the middle, you're just not sure, you know, you can go one, two, three, you know, maybe four, you know, but then after that, it's a jumbled mess until you get down to Central and Western, probably at the bottom of the conference. Yeah, and I agree with that. And, and you know, the, the one thing I, I do agree with you in terms of Bowling Green, I, I wouldn't put Bowling Green, you know, I'm, I'm not panicking quite as much if I'm a Bowling Green fan just yet, because they, they do have a calling card in the sense that they're, they're still going to score the basketball currently, currently leading the Mac. Uh, offensively, 83.8 points per game, almost 84 points per game. Now they they, they do struggle a little bit defensively, a little bit up and down defensively. They're you know eighth in the MAC in defense, giving up over 76 points a game. But you know with Kent State, it's almost the opposite story where they they play good defense. They're second in the MAC in uh, in scoring defense, but they just the the they there's these scoring droughts that they go on and they really struggle to score the ball. Only averaging 69 points a game are the golden flashes. That's ninth in the conference. And as you mentioned, you know, sincere carry a guy like him, he's too good to, to be struggling the way they are. And it's been a little, I've been a little bit disappointed by, by some of the, um, the, the complimentary pieces, if you will, some of the other guys on that roster who I really thought were going to step up and help him. Some of these, you know, these veteran guys like Juwan Hamilton and Malik Jacobs and, and, uh, and Garcia, some of these guys that really just, I don't know, again, there's there's not a lot of consistency there with, with Kent State. And so that's something I think that that concerns me, definitely, if I am a Kent State fan. Also this weekend, you know, Vanzi, you mentioned uh, Miami. I'm, I'm glad you, you, you mentioned them because, uh, you know, I, they were a team that I was high on at the beginning of the year. I really liked how they started the season. They all open up the season with that win at Georgia Tech. Later on in the non-conference schedule, they went on that five-game losing streak with some tough losses. Now they're they're they got that uh, 
win at Buffalo to open up Mac play. Since then, they have lost two in a row. Two tough, close losses for the Red Hawks. They go up to Bowling Green and uh, lose that game 87-83. And then this past, uh, this past week, they on uh, Tuesday night, they lose to Toledo 75-72 at home. That was a fantastic game. I don't know if you got a chance to watch any of that one. But, I mean, Mikai Larry for, uh, for Miami, Ryan Rollins for Toledo, Two guys really going back and forth. Shumate for Toledo as well. He had 17. Uh, Cedric Milner had 17 for for the Rockets. But again, Ryan Rollins, 22.6 rebounds for uh, for Toledo. He's looking like he very well may be the uh, the player of the year in the conference. You look at Miami. I mean, th- here's the thing with Miami, Vanzi, and, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this. But you know, Miami to me, they're a team that like at the top of their roster, their their top three guys. I would take, uh, you know, I'd put them up against anybody in the MAC. You got Day Day Grant, Mikai Larry, Delonte Brown, all averaging over, uh, you know, twelve points a game. Delonte Brown's giving you twelve point seven points, seven point four rebounds. I would even throw Precious Aya in that um, in that mix there, where he's giving you ten points and six rebounds a game. The thing that, to me that concerns me with Miami though, Vanzi, is you got those top four guys, and then after that, there's a little bit of a drop off for the Red Hawks. They're not quite as deep as some of these other teams. We talk about, you know, Toledo. We talk about Ohio. We talk about Buffalo. Some of these teams that are well balanced that have, you know, guys and you go eight, nine deep. I don't necessarily see that with Miami. However, like I said, I feel like that top three at Miami, I would take against anybody. I'll be curious to see if they can sustain that. I don't know. Do you see that being a problem for the Red Hawks moving forward? Yeah, that, that you know, Miami's another team where that top end talent, the top end talent will, will shine through, I, I think, more times than not. So I want to roll, you know, rule them out of any Mac game. Uh, but I think it's going to be one of those cases where it takes almost a perfect game for, you know, against some of the Mac powers to really be in position. You know, you need those guys to stay out of foul trouble. You need those guys to produce probably about 70% of your offense, you yeah. know, to have a chance to win. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Toledo and some of the supporting pieces. And when I watch Toledo, we talk about some of these other teams where pieces just don't fit. I'm not a big Todd Kowalchuk guy by any means, uh, you know, in his tenure at Toledo, but Toledo, their pieces just seem to fit. You got guys who are defensive stoppers. You got guys who are passers. You got the scorer and Ryan Rollins. You got physical guys. You have finesse guys. I mean, they can, you know, they, they can rely on Ryan Rollins, but they have different options. They have different ways they can beat you. Are they have different ways that they can set up Ryan Rollins to be who he is, which is the best player in the Mac. Absolutely. And uh, getting a little bit, getting a little bit ahead of myself here. This is a game that we'll talk a little bit in more depth about next week, but uh, next Friday, January 21st, you got the Rockets traveling down to Athens to take on Ohio, probably the, the game of the early Mac season here. Uh, those, you got those two teams. It seems like they're on a collision course right now. You got the two of them at the top of the conference again, Ohio four and O Toledo four and one. Now again, Akron, I'm sure Buffalo, maybe a couple other teams. We'll see if Bowling Green can turn it on. Maybe Kent State can turn it on. Maybe Miami will hang around. I'm sure they'll, all those teams will have something to say about it. But right now, man, Ohio and Toledo, it seems like they are the two teams kind of, you know, head and shoulders above everyone else. And, you know, we haven't talked about Akron much here. Uh, tonight, only one game in the past week here for Akron. Uh, they, you know, they, they were dealing with some COVID issues. Uh, and Vansy, I'm not sure if you got a chance to see any of this one, but on you know Tuesday night, Akron taking on Ball State at home there in Akron uh, at the MAC. And you know, it's 
it's one of those games where it was really a, a tale of two halves. You know, Ball State with a 36-33 lead at halftime. There were times in the first half of this game where it seemed like Akron just couldn't couldn't. I mean, they couldn't hit the hit the ocean if they were standing on the beach. Really, just kind of really kind of struggled. Turn it on though in the second half. Fifty one points after the break for the Zips. Um, end up winning that game, eighty four to seventy four. Really pulled away from the Cardinals there in the last uh, ten minutes or so. Perhaps the the perform in the individual performance of the week, perhaps on the men's side from uh, Xavier Castaneda for the the Zips. Twenty nine points. Six assists, five rebounds, nine of fifteen from the field, and uh, and even you had Brian Trimble in that game for the the Zips as well. Nineteen points, uh, fourteen points from Enrique Freeman, along with twelve rebounds. He continues to play at a very high level. I'd still, you know, I think I'd put him up with Josh and Ball as maybe the best big man in the conference. And Vanzi, as you mentioned, uh, you know, Akron a team. It's tough to know as, as much about them right now. They had some stops and starts. They've had some COVID pauses, but you know that those three guys right there, Trimble, Castaneda. Uh, Freeman, I'd throw Ali Ali in that mix as well. This is another team that's going to be a factor coming down the stretch here. Or I shouldn't even say down the stretch here in the second half of conference play as we move, uh, you know, in further into January into February. Akron's another team that's going to have something to say here. Yeah, I, you know, and I've said all season, I, I like John Gross. I think he's probably, you know, the, the most decorated coach in the Mid-American Conference right now. And I think when you have a coach like that, a lot of things just get figured out. And, uh, you know, I think when you look at Akron, it's tough to say, okay, Ohio, Toledo, Akron, you can't really put there. But I kind of wonder, could you not put them there by virtue of the COVID pauses? You know, if you had more to see, if they won some more games before they were shut down with COVID, maybe they would be right in that mix. Um, you know, so I wouldn't rule them out. I think they're a good team. I think they're going to have something to say about this, uh, you know, about how the Mac plays out the rest of the way. Um, I like their pieces. I think when you watch them play, the pieces fit. You talk about a second half where they really got it going. I think that's a mark of a good coach, a good coaching staff. Yeah. We're coming out of halftime. How did you adjust? And I think that coaching will make a difference in some of these games for them um, where they may not be favored to win. I think they're a team that's coming on. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Currently leading the MAC in defense, giving up only sixty-two and a half points per game. It's interesting, Vanzi. You look at the you know the 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 average margin of you know each MAC team. You know, taking their average, you know, offensive output, defensive output. Akron is actually second in the conference in margin, only behind only Toledo. They're ahead of even Ohio and Bowling Green, outscoring opponents by almost twelve points per game, scoring seventy-four points a night, giving up only sixty-two and a half. So uh, I, I do, I think that's a very very positive indicator for the Zips. Uh, if you uh, you know if you know if, you're, if we're talking about projecting future performance, um, any any other performances or anything else from this past week, Vanzi, that uh, kind of stuck out to you that we didn't touch on before we move on to look at this uh, this week's slate of games? Well, yeah, I you know Bowling Green they lost to Ohio. Uh, my note on that is you know it's Ohio. Yeah. Uh, I think that just kind of reinforces that Ohio is one of the top teams. Bowling Green is probably a step below. Um, you know, Central Michigan with their COVID problems right now doesn't look good. Um, they didn't look good before uh, that COVID outbreak cost us a chance to see Western Central, you know, for last place in, in the MAC potentially. So that's somewhat disappointing. Yeah. Um, I do want to say keep an eye on some of these teams who have had the COVID pauses, you know, because they may not have gotten a lot of time together yet. And, you know, it's it's easy to write them off, but 
once they start getting some, you know, their legs back under them and get going again, uh, we might be surprised just who's got some guys who can play and, you know, and also consider the health of these guys. I mean, COVID's a serious thing. If you're a player and you have COVID, you know, you may be back out on a court. You may not be 100%. So some of these teams have gone through it now. You know, maybe could you could start seeing a rounding of the corner once you get later into the season and they recover more. I, I totally agree with that. And, and your point is well taken on Bowling Green. I mean, you look at that, you know, that Ohio game. Um, there again, there's no shame in going down to Athens and losing to the Bobcats. The Bobcats playing really, really well right now. They're, they're the class of the conference, but I mean, you look at this game, Bowling Green goes down there, you know, 85, 78, your final score. This game was close. This was a wire to wire game. I mean, there's multiple times in the second half where Bowling Green had cut this game to one point, even, you know, a couple of times within, you know, within the, the eight minute, seven minute mark there, where, uh, this game was right there for the taking for the Falcons. And they just weren't able to kind of get over that hump Daquan plowed and played really well 18 and 8 for him uh Trey Diggs struggled a little bit you'd like to see him do a little bit more but I, I do agree with you though Vanzi I think some of these teams you know it's it's still you know I think we thought maybe we were past all the you know having to do that you know the COVID pauses and you know people going into protocols and stuff like that obviously that hasn't been the case and obviously that's messed up some of these uh these teams that have had uh games postponed and so on and so forth and um, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in, in a couple minutes because the MAC has on the men's side and the women's side, they have uh, they have rescheduled some of those games that had previously been uh, postponed. One other thing I want to uh, call out here, Vanzi, uh, you know, we talked about Kent State's disappointing performance the other night. However, I want to give some credit on, on the other side of the court there and give it to Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois goes into Kent State and knocks off the, the Golden Flashes 65-63. First MAC win of the season, first MAC win of the Rashawn Burno era for the Huskies. And, you know, this is a team, uh, Vanzi, they're going to struggle to score the ball. I mean, they're, they're last in the Mac in offense. And I, you know, that's, that's part of it. You know, they're, they're only averaging 50, basically 58 points a game, which is uh, very, you know, in the, in the bottom, you know, 10% of the country. However, they also play good defense. You know, they're only, they're giving up about 68 points a game. Good for fifth in the Mac. And in this game here, Vanzi, I just, I, I, again, as, as much as I think this was about Kent state, just not performing well, Northern Illinois, there, there are some encouraging signs here. If you're a Huskies fan, I, I really liked what I saw uh, offensively from uh, you got a guy like Caleb Thornton, the, the junior, he goes seven for eight from the field, three for four, four from three point line. He's uh, gives you 17 in that game. And I, you know, I you got uh, Trenton Hankerson, who is basically their, their only um, notable returning piece from last year. He's averaging over 10 points a game. He had a good night the other night. I really like, I mean, this is a team Banzi. They, they might not have the most talent, but they, they have a, an identity and they play hard for their coach. And I think if I'm a Huskies fan, while we might not see the results this year, I think this is a, this, what I've seen thus far. There's a lot of encouraging signs for next year and the year after that for future seasons. It does seem like the culture of the team is, is you know, trending upward in a positive direction. Yeah, and, and I kind of feel the same way about NIU as I do about Miami. I think they both, you know, they, they're a team that's going to be in a lot of games. But it like you said, it just feels a year or two too soon. Yeah. You know, like they're starting to get it figured out. They're starting to get some pieces. They're starting to get a culture. But it just, it's a little bit too much right now for them to take that next step. So I think, you know, next year, the year after, those are some programs to keep an eye on. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you there. So um, we got some interesting games on the slate here this coming week, Manzi. A couple games on Friday, a couple games on Saturday. Got a full slate next Tuesday. Uh, Any games you got circled in particular, anything that kind of catches your attention is kind of must-see TV here coming up for the next week. Yeah, I'm trying to go a little bit outside the box. I'd go Akron-Kent State, a rivalry game. Um, Akron, if they win, you know, you, you can keep penciling them in as one of the top teams in the conference. Um, if Kent state wins, I think you, you know, they salvages their season a little bit. If they lose, yeah, you could write them off, uh, erase them, whatever you want to do, you know, there, um, also BGSU, uh, NIU, you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of get into the point where, you know, you start buying into BG and they take a step back. So if they lose to Northern Illinois, I think that gives you a statement there that, Hey, maybe they're not who, uh, you know, maybe they're not ready to compete in the Mac. Um, and like you said, Northern Illinois is a pesky team, um, you know, so kind of wanted to go outside of the box with those picks, but I, I would go with those two games. I totally agree. I think both good picks. Something interesting that I noted here, Vance, you know, I was I was doing some research before we started recording here today. And, uh, you know, that Kent State Akron game, that's a game I was looking at, too. That game play is played on uh, on on Friday night, recording here Thursday night. So, um, you know, some of the, you know, the, the betting odds and stuff have come out for, for the games on Friday. Kent State currently a favorite over Akron in that game. A one and a half point favorite are the Golden Flashes in that rivalry game, the battle for the wagon wheel. It is at Kent State, but that's I still found that a little bit odds, perhaps. Uh, Kent State getting a little uh, little respect in the market there. Maybe it's because they're home. Uh, you know, maybe it's because it's a, a rivalry game. But I still found that a bit a bit interesting. Another game. Uh, that I'm, you know, really interested to uh, have my eye on this weekend. You mentioned Bowling Green, Vansy. Bowling Green taking on Toledo, the battle for I-75 on Saturday at 5 o'clock. Uh, the, the Rockets traveling just uh, down I-75, about 20 miles to the Stroh Center. That's a game right there, Vansy, where I think if Bowling Green can win that game and then turn around and, you know, beat Northern Illinois on Tuesday – all of a sudden we got the Falcons sitting at three and three in the conference. And maybe just maybe from there, we're going to start to see some things from, you know, Daquan Plowden and company as, as you know, this is a team that I think has not played quite up to its potential yet. They've given us some good performances, a little bit up and down. I think though, an opportunity for the Falcons this week to really kind of turn their season around and get back into gear here. If they can knock off the Rockets at home, get, kind of get that rivalry victory and then go uh, to Northern Illinois on Tuesday and knock off the, the Huskies off as well. That might be a really, really, uh, it could be, you know, could shape up to be a really good week for the Falcons uh, who have uh, gotten off to a a one and three start in conference play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, as a transition here, as we move over to the women's side, um, I, I, I hinted at this a couple minutes ago, but just wanted to touch on it previously. We're not going to go through all of these games. However, um, we mentioned some COVID pauses. There's, you know, multiple teams on the men's side and the women's side have been affected by COVID pauses thus far this year. There have been nine uh, men's games that have been postponed thus far. Um, all nine of those just actually earlier today, the Mac released a, uh, a, a statement 
uh, saying when those games would be played now. So we've had teams like Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, Ohio, Northern Illinois, all those teams on the men's side have had some games postponed because of COVID pauses. Those have all been, um, those have all been rescheduled again. There's nine of them. We're not going to go through all of them here. If you want to go to the max website, you can see when they've been, uh, when they've been rescheduled to. And on the women's side, it's been even more, actually, I didn't realize this, but there's actually been 15 uh, women's games that have been postponed already, Vansy. So, you know, we've had uh, Kent State went through a pause. Ohio went through a pause. Uh, Western Michigan went through a pause. A couple other teams as well. So again, we're not going to go through all 15 of those games, but just know any of those games in, in, ranging anywhere from uh, December 29th to you know just up th- through this past week, uh, there's been a handful of games on the women's side that have been postponed. And again, those just today, the MAC announced when those games would be uh, officially played. So um, you check out, you know, check that out. If you're a fan of any of those teams, go on the MAC website, go on the school website. You'll be able to see when those are rescheduled and, uh, you know, make sure you don't miss any of those with that Vansy. Let's take a look here at the women's side here quickly. Um, another, an interesting week, once again, on the women's side, much as it was on, uh, on the men's side and Vansy, I think a couple of, of, um, impressive stories here. A couple of things I wanted to touch on main stories on the women's side. First off, how about the Toledo Rockets picked eighth in the conference to start the season in the preseason poll. They're off to a five and O start in conference play 11 and three overall. They, uh, in, you know, just in general, they've, they've, you know, they've won five in a row. They've, they've won all five of their Mac games, uh, victories over Western Michigan and central Michigan this week. And, uh, Quinesha Lockett, Sophia Ward, both playing really well for the Rockets right now. Uh, Quinesha Lockett, 17.6 points per game. That's fifth in the Mac Vansy. This to me on either side of the fence, whether it be men's or women's, the start that Toledo has gotten off to here on the women's side of things is maybe the biggest surprise of the, the, the season to me in Mac basketball, just in general, uh, Trisha call obviously the coach there have been there, uh, for a long time, a very, very successful coach just passed her 400th victory, uh, in her career, really, really impressive start from the Rockets here in Mac play though. Yeah, and, you know, I think it's interesting because early on in the season, we're talking about Kent State, how great they looked and how bad Toledo looked in the non-conference. And it's like Toledo just stole Kent State's juice at some point because now they look like the class of the Mac. And, you know, you talk about traditions and, you know, on the women's side, few schools have the tradition as Toledo basketball does there. And I think you're starting to see some of that come through. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they get about as many fans for the women's games as they do the men's games down there in the glass city. Uh, you know, so there's a pride that they take. And I think you're seeing that shine through, uh, with this recent run, you know, I think a lot of us thought they were for dead, you know, they, they weren't going to be in the mix and now they're right there, uh, in the mix. And, you know, every week I'm prepared to say, well, they fell off. Like we expected. I I don't think they're going to fall off. Yeah, I agree with you. And, uh, again, you know, he's currently five and zero in the MAC. A really impressive start to conference play, and 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 much like uh, you know, uh, much like we talked about with uh, on, you know on the men's side in, in terms of just you know playing defensively, Toledo leading the MAC in the, in defense here uh, on the women's side, fifty seven point seven points per game. They're outscoring opponents by almost thirteen points a night. They're you know offensively. Again, it's, you know, Quinesha, they asked Quinesha Lockett to do a lot. She's averaging 17.6 points per game. Sophie Ward's the only other person on the team averaging over 10. So offensively, it's not as if they're a team that's going to go up and down and going to outscore anyone. They're, you know, this is not a team that's going to be putting up 90 points a night. However, 
again, when we talked about identity, they have their identity and they're, you know, again, they're not going to outscore you, but they're going to make you earn every bucket. And that shows, you know, only giving up 58 points a night, really like what I'm seeing from, uh, from the Rockets there. They will certainly be in contention once, uh, once uh, March rolls around. However, Vanzi, one other thing I want to talk about here tonight on the women's side that we have to talk about is that uh, Diasha Fair up at Buffalo, she is playing on another level right now. We talked last week about her 40-point night um, when uh, in their win over Bowling Green. They, she leads the MAC in scoring fourth in the country, 23.6 points per game. She's in the top 10 in total points, field goals made, three-point field goals made, and three-point field goals field goals made per game, excuse me, uh, this past Sunday, she was named to the NCAA women's mid-major, or excuse me, uh, mid-season starting five, and is the only mid-major player that was on that list. Uh, the, the senior from Rochester, Vanzi, is, is to me, she is the reason why Buffalo is in contention in the MAC right now. They're 3-0 and in the conference, second in the conference, only behind Toledo, 9-4 and overall. They've won three in a row. I really, really like, I mean, it's, I mean, they, it's, I don't want to say that they're a one person show because uh, that, that would be diminishing the contributions of, of some of the other players on the bulls roster. And, you know, got, you got summer Hemphill there also averaging 16.2 points per game and 8.6 rebounds. She's almost given you a, a double double every night, but man, Vanzi, Diasha fair really playing at another level right now. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about it and I would say she is the best basketball player in the Mac men's or women's. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I can't disagree. You know, no disrespect to uh, Ryan Rollins. You know, I, I think you're going to see her in the WNBA next year. Uh, just a, a phenomenal player. Uh, they've had some good ones come through Buffalo the last two or three years. I think she's probably, I would say, the best that I've seen out of all of them. And uh, just a tremendous player. I mean, if you can get safely to one of these Mac arenas uh, to, to catch the women's game, I, you know, worth the price of admission. Absolutely, she is. And and the Bulls um, with a couple, uh, a couple interesting matchups uh, that have been uh, you know coming up this week. Now, actually, I, as I look at that, I'm I'm, I'm putting my foot in my mouth because I'm just realizing now the Bulls actually currently on a, a COVID pause. Their their game uh, this past Saturday against Kent State was postponed. Game this coming Saturday against Western Michigan also postponed. So, uh, you know, as we mentioned this this year, it's going to be fluid, right? These games are going to get rescheduled at some point. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, for when those games are going to get rescheduled, because um, obviously they're going to have to play them at some point. Uh, and we're going to hope that everyone plays a, you know, a full max slate this year. I know last year we didn't get quite to get, you know, didn't quite get that. Some teams played more games than others. I think the max is going to do everything they can to avoid that this year. Speaking of COVID pauses though, Vanzi, uh, Ohio uh, had about a, a two and a half week COVID pause. They just finally uh, played their first, uh, their first Mac game uh, this past Saturday and uh, they actually got their first win of, of the max season just uh, last night, taking on Kent State. Ohio's currently sitting at one and one, uh, lost versus uh, lost to Northern Illinois by three at home on Saturday, defeated Kent State 70-64 on Wednesday night. Vanzi, Ohio's a team, again, because of the COVID pause, I think we kind of, I don't want to say we've forgotten about them because they have two of the best players in the conference in Erica Johnson and CeCe Hooks. But they're sitting there at one and one. Uh, obviously, they're going to have to make some games up there. You know, they've got other teams like Toledo and, and some other teams that have already played four or five games. But this is another team, Vanzi. I think that first game against Northern Illinois, you know, haven't played in two and a half weeks. You have a couple games postponed. Got to knock the rust off a little bit. They come back against Kent State last night. 
And uh, they pull out that 70 to 64 victory. CC hooks did not look like there was any rust, you know, in her game, 26 points, 11 of 22 from the field. And I think Vanzi, you know, this is a team a little bit, almost the opposite of, of Toledo, right? Where, you know, Toledo's not going to score a ton, but they're going to make you earn every bucket on defense. Ohio's kind of the opposite. They're going to outscore you. They're leading the Mac in offense, 79 points a game, giving up over 70 a game. So, so, you know, they're towards the bottom of the conference in terms of defense, 10th in the conference in defense, but this is a team Vanzi, maybe you know some folks might have forgotten about in terms just because of how hot uh Toledo and Buffalo have been here at the start of the conference but I don't think Ohio is going anywhere Vanzi I think they're gonna have something to say uh come tournament time in, in Cleveland yeah and just again uh, Athens Ohio great place to be to watch the men's and women's this year they're do, you know both uh, very solid teams uh you know I think when you're coming back from a COVID pause again just because you know you got enough guy you know enough ladies on a court and then you're healthy are you really healthy and I think some of the start and stop of their play where they had a little bit of a hiccup will kind of go into that um but the fact that they're able to come through that and look real good now and kind of turning that quarter yeah I don't think they're going anywhere they're going to be in the mix uh, that's another one of those programs which is consistently solid. That means something. Tremendous fan support down there in Athens. Uh, they're they're going to be right in the mix. And also while we're at it, I just want to say good job for the, the Mid-American Conference. Uh, so many other conferences are really hemming and hawing and, oh, we can't get this school to agree to reschedule this game with this school. And John Steinbrechter and, and the MAC staff is just like, hey, we're playing this one on this date. Hey, you're playing, you know, four games in seven days. Let's go. You know, it's it's max shit. It's max skiball. Good for the conference. Totally agree. Yeah, they've been very proactive about that. And you love to see it in scheduling. You know, some of these games are they're rescheduling. It's not, you know, end of January, end of February. They're being proactive about it, scheduling them uh, time out, allowing these teams to kind of work, work their schedules around it. So I, I agree with you. I, I was very happy uh, when I saw those press releases come out today with with those dates and, and the rescheduled games. And, you know, we talk about, you know, uh, you mentioned we mentioned Ohio getting their first win. Uh, of the conference season on uh, the, the other night against Kent State. Let's talk about Kent State for a minute here, Vanzi, because we've talked about them a little bit last week. They had an incredible start to the season, a great non-conference uh, slate wins over UCLA and Penn State. They start 0-3 in the conference. They finally get off the mat on Saturday. They knock off, they go to Ball State, go to Muncie and uh, and beat the Cardinals 54-51. to uh, to 51. So a, a nice win for the Golden Flashes to kind of get off, again, get off the mat, kind of get in the win column. They follow that up though with with you know disappointing performance. I, I shouldn't say disappointing. There's no shame in losing to Ohio at Ohio, but it's it's getting to that point now, Vanzi, where you know you've you've played four conference games. You're one and three. There's only so much time here in the season, right? I know that you know we we still got what 14 conference games left. So I'm not saying the Golden Flashes can't turn it around, but but with every loss that you add to that loss column there Vanzi it's like you know the hourglass is ticking for the golden flashes to kind of turn things around here you know and then you know this week you got eastern Michigan you got to go to Buffalo you got to go to northern Illinois here coming up there's only so many opportunities here left you know for the the golden flashes to kind of get this ship steering in the right direction yeah and I think when you look at the golden flashes they just got to get it right you know okay you may not win the regular season title but they've shown in the non-conference play that they can play with the big bulls yeah. You know, they, they put Penn State, uh, UCLA, they're right there. You know, they're a good team. Um, just right now, they're just kind of struggling to find what made them good. So I would say if I'm Kent State, I'm not really standings watching. I'm just trying to get to Cleveland. And then once you get to Cleveland, if you can get back 
to who you were at the start of the season. You know, they could be a team to watch out. They're definitely trending in the wrong direction. I think Toledo just, you know, kind of space jam esque, you know, took what was Kent State's mojo for whatever reason, because they just, you know, looks like they have flipped who they are. But uh, I wouldn't rule them out. Um, but it is getting, uh, you know, somewhat late if they want to make a run here in the regular season. But definitely the MAC tournament could be where they really uh, surprise if things come back together. You make, you know, you make a great point, Manzi, and and we all get wrapped up in a, in a little bit. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm guilty of it as much as anybody. Where you know we're looking at the standings and where these teams fall right now, and you tend to forget that in basketball. Sometimes all it takes is to get hot there in the second week of March. You win three straight games, and all of a sudden you're in the NCAA tournament. And Kent State has shown us they have the ability, the potential to do that. So we'll see what they're able to do here over the next couple months and if they're able to kind of capture that magic again uh, that they had in the non-conference schedule. Uh, let's take a look here at the week ahead on the on the women's side, Vans. you got some interesting matchups coming up, a full slate of games on Saturday, a full slate of games on Monday. Uh, I, I shouldn't say a full slate of games. we got a couple games postponed on Saturday. Miami Bowling Green uh, will not take place as previously scheduled, nor will Western Michigan and Buffalo. Uh, but we got four games on Saturday, a couple games on uh, – actually, I should look at this now. We've got a couple games on Monday, a couple games on Wednesday as well. Uh, anything on the women's side of the, uh, the fence that uh, kind of catches your eye this week, Vansy? Yeah, I was pretty excited for uh, WMU uh, Buffalo there and then for that to be canceled, a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, but Toledo Buffalo, I mean, I think you got to pick mm-hmm. that later in the week. I believe it is, uh, you know, probably, you know, two of the top teams in conference. Um, I would go with that one. I think that'll be a good game. Um, and then also BGSU Ohio, uh, you know, keeping it down there in the Buckeye State, BGSU, the you know, one of the top teams in the MAC a year ago. In Ohio, one of the top teams in the MAC this year, um, so that should be a competitive game. And in one of those games where, when you come out of that arena, or when you come out of that ball game, you're going to have a better idea of who those teams are uh, and where their seasons are headed. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And you know, one other game, Vanzi, uh, that is on my radar here. A team that we haven't talked about a ton, and that we're going to have to do, talk a little bit more about yeah, next week, and, and we'll see how they, they fare this week, uh, a couple games on the slate. But Akron, a pleasant surprise here. Three and one. They've won three in a row. Uh, knocked off Kent State at Kent State. Knocked off Miami at Miami. And they also defeated uh, Bowling Green at home here over the last week and a half. So uh, some good things for the Zips, who you know did not have high expectations entering the season. Perhaps one of the most underrated, uh, under-the-radar players in the conference right now, Jordan Dawson uh, for Akron, 19.7 points per game, 8.8 rebounds a game, uh, shooting over, you know, almost 50% from the field, a really, really well-rounded player. Also, she, how about this fancy? She leads Akron in points, rebounds, and assists. She's giving you 19.7 points, almost nine rebounds, about four assists a game. Uh, I, I like what I, I've seen from her. It's been a pleasant surprise. Akron coming off a tough season last year, uh, really has kind of uh, had an encouraging start to conference play here. Again, as I mentioned, you know they they lose their uh, their conference opener. They go to Toledo on New Year's Day, lose to the Rockets only by six points, sixty four fifty eight. No shame in losing to Toledo at Toledo by six. Again, they've bounced back from that with with three uh, straight law lo- uh, street three straight conference wins. They only won four games in the MAC last year. They finished four and fourteen in the MAC last year. They're already sitting at three and one. So a, a very encouraging start. A very uh, a nice start. A very pleasant surprise. Uh, the Zips have been on the women's side of things. So I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to that one on Saturday. And then, you know, we got some games here 
later in the week, uh, you know, you look at uh, our slate on uh, a couple games on Wednesday night. Toledo Ball State, I think, is very interesting. And uh, and then you mentioned, um, you know, and then that same Akron team, you know, Buffalo and Akron taking play taking uh, taking place Wednesday night. Akron traveling up to Buffalo, so Akron with a couple opportunities this week to to kind of continue st- to stack victories. There, uh, going to be interesting to see if the Zips are able to sustain this hot start that they've had here uh, over the first couple of weeks of conference play. Uh, Vanzi, any any final thoughts for the, the 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 folks here tonight? Anything we didn't cover? Anything you wanted? Any words of wisdom uh, for our our fan base as we head into the weekend? Well, uh, you know, I don't know about wisdom so much. I like to think it's wisdom, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, we're just kind of getting into the the heat of it now. You know, it seems like you know they've a lot of COVID pauses, and you know, you had football going on, and you know, hopefully we're rounding the corner. Uh, you know, on some of those pauses and all that, and, and football is done. So. Now's the chance for this conference to really, you know, put itself forward and give us some good basketball and some, and some good matchups on uh, ESPNU, ESPN Plus, uh, you know, CBS Sports Network. Those are some great games on the CBS Sports Network. You know, check yeah. those out and, and uh, you know, maybe watch a game, even if it's not your team, uh, you know, and it, it just – just enjoy it because I think we've all taken it for granted. You know, these COVID pauses. I mean, I had to go a couple of weeks without Eastern Michigan basketball. I was, I was lost. <laughs> I told, no, I totally agree with you, man. And, and you know, I, I love that. It, it seems like it's almost every, every Friday night. It seems like they got that one national television game on, on CBS sports network. Uh, this week we got ball state and Buffalo uh, going to be uh, live from, from Worthen arena there in Muncie. So I agree with you, Vansy. Yeah, this is that time of year where, you know, we've gotten past the college football playoff. Uh, it's over. You know, Georgia gets their title. Football is officially over. Obviously, we still got the NFL playoffs. But if you're looking for college, uh, college sports fix, hoops is where it's at right now. So it is that time of year, and uh, we are here excited to break it down for you every week, uh, in, at least in the MAC. So that'll wrap it up for this week on the on the bandwagon. Thank you as always for stopping by, folks. At signing off for episode 79. I am Zach Fodor. He is Zach Manuelzi. Thank you as always for stopping by this week, folks. Have a wonderful weekend. Watch the hoops. Enjoy the NFL playoffs. We'll talk to you next Friday.